Yes, welcome, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 96, and we have returned. We have a modern run review for you uh, tonight, and uh, I am one of the High Priests of Conchu, Ray, joined by our fellow High Priests, Konishu. Konishu, how are you? Hello. I am doing well for Sunday night. Excellent. And we have Rebecca. How are you, Rebecca? I'm good. Doing well for a Sunday lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So we've got a, a good time uh, slot for you this time, I guess, which is, is okay. Yeah, not bad at all. Is it is it busy on Sundays for you, generally? Uh, or... Well, I do two shifts at work and oh. also have this weird thing that I have to start getting prepped for Tuesday for work. So I, it tends to be a whole day of work for me, but not like relentless uh, work. Yeah. So this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Okay. It's not cool. bad. Because Tuesday is... Yeah. Tuesday's a nightmare. The big one. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. Well, um, yeah, and Konichu, um, you have been uh, missing for a while, but... Uh, yeah, out of action. But for good reason, right? I. I, I take it. Um, Working, I guess. New job, mm, yeah, good reasons, yeah. yeah. That's good. Mm. That's cool. How's it, yards. how's it all going? Um, oh, long and painful, but, yeah. you know, usual. Is it like, um, are they early early hours, late, long hours, late? How is it? Is it? Yeah, it's like uh, okay. up at four in the morning. Oh, at, uh, what's going 12 on? 12 hour days, get home. Whew. Holy moly. Better tell me you get a one-hour lunch break or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. We've got union rights, damn it. Yeah, good, good. Hey. Lovely. Well, Looney listeners, we are here. Uh, it has been a while since we've actually reviewed a... Well, <laughs> I mean, last week we, we did review the short story, um, Marvel Comics Presents Issue 4. Um, but it's the last time we've... It's been a long time since we've actually reviewed a Moon Knight comic... And uh, we can blame Conchie for that because phases of the moon and such, you know, toy reviews, video game reviews, um, we've had a, a slew of different varied stuff, which has been fun. But it's always good to, to come back to the old comics. And um, so before we get into that anyway, um, you know, this past week that's just gone, obviously massive Massive stuff in the the movie industry for any any geeks out there. Avengers Endgame. Now we reckon Hellboy. That... Yes, oh, Hellboy. Sorry. Hellboy. We dropped. Damn, sorry, Hellboy. <laughs> uh, um, actually, have you? Oh, you've both seen Hellboy, yeah, as well. Yeah. No, I, think I, I haven't. Okay, Rebecca, I know you have Rebecca as well. I'd be keen yes. to hear your thoughts on that. But um, the big Kahuna has been Avengers Endgame, and look, uh, still put it out there spoilers um you know we're just going to have a little discussion of it now because we've all seen it uh just being just you know can't wait to discuss it with with both rebecca mm-hmm. and connor uh so but anyway if you haven't seen it please uh, just fast forward check the timestamp on the episode summary uh and you'll be sure to miss it but um yeah just be warned we're talking about it now um so uh, avengers end game my gosh uh I don't know, uh, initial, uh, initial thoughts, Rebecca? I loved it. Mm. I loved it. Um, yeah. I think they, I, what should I say? I mean, I could think of things that I have slight questions about or perhaps mm. issues with. <clears throat> um, there's definitely things I didn't love yep. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what they did, I think they gave it a solid landing for the 22 films. Yeah. Or whatever it is, I think it's twenty-two, isn't it now? Yep. Um, yeah. They ended the story. They gave us satisfactory answers, mm-hmm. uh, endings. I think for most characters, for most people, I would agree. Well, I'd, I'd say <laughs> I know there's people who dislike almost all of them in parts. Um, wow. I came out of it and I just felt end of an era. Mm. They gave me the big fight. They gave me this. I like things that I like that things were, could go wrong with the uh, plans. Yes, I liked a lot of the character moments we get. My main sticking point was probably there was a couple too many fat jokes. Oh, okay, yes, with um, with Thor. Yeah, mm. like um, and I liked what they did in challenging, like in in showing more heroes with PTSD reactions to what happened in Infinity mm. War. Yep, um, but I just thought. 
it was like somewhere about halfway through the film, I was like, mm, you can lay off the jokes about it now. Like everyone's yeah. seen him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They they all have noticed what's happened to him. They could stop, like, you know, give, digging at him for it. They know why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, but the second of like when I saw it again, it kind of bothered me less. So maybe I just didn't find it as jarring because I knew it was coming. Yeah, true. Um, but then my first view, that was probably the only thing that stood out as a, mm, I don't know. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to go into time travel. Me and Connor were talking earlier about oh. time travel, making things make sense. It never does. No time travel well, entirely consistent. Yeah, I mean, and I, I took it that way as well. The only thing Except I... that weird physics one, which is, but that's... Which sorry, which that's... physics one? Uh, I'm trying to think what it's called. The really cool time travel one, which was written by a guy with a physics PhD. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll I'll look it up. Just yeah, okay. Because I mean, I just thought, I mean, I I love I love the film, and uh, I was just in a state of shock at the end of it, just kind of absorbing it all and and you mm. know taking it all in. Um, I guess you know after a while, trying to find bits that. Um, that were troublesome or, or you know, um, niggly for me. Uh, the only thing I, I came up with was, I guess, um, Tony Stark, um, you know, <clears throat> inventing and, and, you know, successfully doing the time travel thing and solving it. Uh, that I don't know. That just seemed... Uh, it just seemed to just like yeah, well, I've sold it, I've done it, and it's like oh, okay, that was geez, that was pretty quick. <laughs> like, well, I think yeah. I think you've got to take the context. The context yeah. is that he's been presented with the quantum realm. Yep. Okay. Like, it's not like he was just sitting in his room inventing time travel. No, he had he had something he's to been, bounce off. He's, yeah, he's had he's had somebody who's an engineer. Yep. Come and explain to him this is what happened to me. It works with quantum physics, yeah. and then he's been able to play with that idea. So he knows what could go wrong. Yeah, and so it's. I mean, I think if he'd just invented a time machine, it would have been a bit mad. It's called Primer. Okay. If anybody's interested in time travel Ooh. films, watch Primer. Okay, it's amazing, and <laughs> it's 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 very very clever, and it's it's supposed to be one of the well. I'm not a scientist, but I live with a scientist, and I think it's the most internally consistent okay. time travel film. But oh, um, okay. but in general, all time travel films are a bit like hand wavy. So yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know. mean, yeah. So I mean, I thought that was just uh, yeah. But this is like just me trying to find find something. And like, cause the only explanation was there was that funky computer graphic, three D graphic he had of some sort of. I don't know, wavy. Yeah, yeah, and, and was, that was it. It was like, oh, okay. So maybe a bit more explanation, not that you had to get into it, but I, I guess that was, for me, it seemed a bit glossed over. Um, and also I thought, um, look, I'm only picking on, being picky now. I look, know. Because I, 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 um, I was unashamedly giving it like a 10 out of 10, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I still do. I think it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, these small things just pale in comparison to the rest of it. Uh, and I think uh, so. Yeah. And so the other thing was, I thought was maybe the first act or the first quarter or third of the film, um, I found it a bit unerring that there was so much humour in it. Like I enjoyed the humour, but it was, just, it was just constant. And it was like, oh, okay. It was really light. What I did like about the humour, though, mm. was that most of it came with them talking to each other. Mm. Yeah, so it was like it felt friends really... joking with each other rather yeah. than like natural conversation humour, yeah. rather than uh, yeah, not, slapstick. Not... Yeah. Until they got to Thor, probably the Thor reveal was a bit more slapstick. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I. I Initially, I was I kind of I went into it not really wanting Steve to go to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that happened, I was like, yeah, "This wasn't something I wanted to happen," but it, I think yeah. it needed to happen. Yeah. Uh, so you because, were uh, for, you were forecasting it, we as well. Like I didn't, I I wasn't expecting. It. I don't know what I was thinking at that stage. Well, I was still I was still I think, hit by I Tony's. Think, <laughs> I think I think knowing that yeah. contracts were coming to an yeah, end. Yeah. Yeah. I thought if he didn't die, yeah. then that's the only other way 
to kind yeah. of get rid of him. So I always thought it was, um, I always thought it was just one. Like everyone kept on saying one or the other. So I thought, okay, we've well, only one of them. But you're right. I thought one or both. Yeah, I okay. thought one or both might die. Yeah. Um, I didn't think Thor would. Um, no. I certainly didn't think uh, Black Widow would. Um, well, we're going to see Thor with Hercules, of course. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, hopefully. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing him Guardians of the Galaxy now, to be fair. Yeah, um, yeah I think we will. Yeah. Uh, I think we might. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I just look, I just think it's an end, and it's yeah. a satisfying end in the end. Oh, it's highly it satisfying. I a lot. Oh, yeah, I, a, lot. I, I, a couple of lumps in the old throat. Connor, there. what did you think? Yeah, what fucking hated you. it. Oh, jeez, Connor. Actually, my yeah. mum didn't like it. That was Child. sad. Really? No, I really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Viren is a movie. Kind of, It was just like a big event. It was like the most comic book thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It was gloriously self-indulgent. And I cried a lot. You know, it was really good. But, you, you know, uh-huh. with all the hype and stuff, and, and I, I seriously believe it, I mean, although it has its um, some flaws here and there, it is a like a generational thing, isn't it? Like, um, there'll be a lot of younger kids. This would be their Star Wars. That's what I see, and this build up. But it's kind of like it's it's kind of it's more like a Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, of yeah, the yeah. have of the ten year span. I mean, yes. people have grown up with it. Yes, yeah. That's, and, that's uh, a better know, a better comparison. I mean, like, because well, because I mean, I had Star Wars because I was yeah. seven when the first one came out. Yeah. So you know, I grew up with Star Wars, but it was mm. kind of done by. You know, my it was kind of done by my teens, yeah. uh, my early teens, and then not back again for like, 30, you know, however many mm-hmm. years, 15 yeah. years or so. Yeah. Um, whereas this has been like relentlessly I one, know. two, three films a year. 22 um, films over a decade. In, that's crazy. in 11 years, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So, uh, yeah, I remember going to see the first Iron Man film in the cinema. Mm, yeah. And, um, you know, I was already like, obviously way adult i can't imagine like starting that in my teens and then mm. watching this and like and and um it's such an event and it so much could have gone wrong i know yeah exactly there's Espe- especially after infinity war which also had the same struggle of how do you get all these characters i had more characters but how do you get them all into a satisfying film and i think did it yeah. and then now you have to like and now we've got to try and reset this without it being too naff or guessable yeah. or yeah i know they did know. it they did it with and they they addressed a lot of things which you know it just amazed me how many and they got comic book references in there as well for the comic book fans so was, many comic references I was just it has like, to have been the most and and like recent comic book references i was looking at oh my god like he like thor referring to as guardians of the galaxy i'm going wow, i thought that was that's, hilarious that's so but cool. i i also yeah. i also don't know how much of those they did knowing that they i mean i'm sure they do know that they're modern runs but I, I think they, they would have been they're, they're fun jokes anyway. Like yeah, the Hell Hydra jokes works if they've yes, never read the Nick Spencer mm. run. It does, like, yeah, it um, does because but... it works with Winter Soldier. It, it does, and it's, as Guardians of the Galaxy is just a great pun. Yeah, yeah, which we've only just had a comic about. Like, True. so it's just like. But you got um, Sam. Sam taking the shield. But I'm, I mean, and, look, the, you know, that's... Sam taking the shield is definitely yeah. a nod. Um, so they were subtle enough, but they were certain not to be exclusive of people who don't Cap read comics. Cap holding Yolner, Tony holding yeah. the, the, oh, the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It's really, yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, sorry. Anyway, Connor, what, what were the big moments for you then? Like? Oh, I mean, I really love the opening. Just the, you know, the really, just straight into opening that just led down to, you know, the five years later's failure path yeah. really like um yeah, that's that really worked it was real leftovers and, that, and you know i love that oh it was so leftovers. oh was it okay yeah yeah that so five good. year gap as well was a big hit for me like like it being five I years i love how later. they did it though five years later. yeah <laughs> it's kind of it really depressing because cool. like it's that length of time has passed and you know nothing's been rectified i thought that was very powerful um uh, but yeah, um, yeah. So okay, um, I don't know. Any, any other? Anyone see Moon Knight? There were a couple of really, really um, someone I saw on one of the pages. So they had the little kid from Iron Man three in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I did not see yeah. him yeah. at all. Yeah, oh, at the funeral. funeral. Oh, that yeah, him. Okay, I remember thinking, who is that? Guy? That's him. All right, he's Jesus. Okay, yeah. He's grown. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, so many, so many, yeah, lumpy, lumpy throat moments. Um, the ones that, that got me was um, was Morgan talking to Happy at the end, and like she was oh, just like, yeah, just cheeseburgers. And like she just kept on saying, okay, okay. Um, you know, she's quite young, and she, I guess, doesn't get the full brunt of what's happened. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so little stuff like, that. and you know, the obvious things like Spidey catching up with Tony Stark. Um, uh, when they come back, and obviously that big moment when they all come back as well, that was a massive. That was so cool. Um, oh, that was lovely. Yeah, yeah. I'm rather. I'm hoping they. <laughs> hoping I know it's impossible, like to get it to work logistically, but I'm hoping in some far off deluxe edition, they'll just like, CGI, you know, all the other Marvel characters from Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, um, ABC I, and and all that, um, but then yeah, you never see nice, them again. But they don't yeah. need. To. I know, I know they don't. But it, it was because uh, actually I didn't even think of that while I watched it. Like I was just still in awe at all these portals opening up and just everyone coming back, and then you know just talking about the movie afterwards with the friend I went with. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. that would have been pretty cool because it actually you know that's a great entrance to have them come in. You know, um, it would have been sweet. It would have been nice to have Coulson, but they'd have had to explain it. They've not seen him. Yeah. Blah blah oh, blah. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. No, no, I was thinking about the um, the defenders. They wouldn't really last long anyway. <laughs> I'm all like, uh, I don't know, um, Daredevil and Iron Fist wouldn't at least. Um, Iron Fist would have managed a little. Yeah, yeah, true. True. Daredevil probably not. I mean, up against those yeah, gar- ghastly aliens. <laughs> uh, like he, he huffs and puffs after, you know, beating two or three people. Yeah, and um, Luke's very good against, like, bullets. But I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, no, it was a, it was a great yeah, great ending. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, where do we see the MCU from here, though? Um, uh, starting afresh, obviously, Black Panther, Spider-Man... Um, Captain Marvel will be the big um, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, sorry, as well, will be the the big ones going forward. Shang Chi. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm wondering how he how he factors into it. Um, well, I assume he's going to take Black Widow's role as the hand to hand combat person. Right. Yeah. Uh, once he's been introduced, admittedly, we don't really know. We know nothing. <laughs> yeah, and they, and then you have the Eternals, so there's a, still a bit more of a cosmic um, angle Yeah, to I don't it. know if they'll keep them more separate along with Guardians, but who knows? We mm. we literally have no idea. Mm. So um, I'm yeah, trying yeah. not like we, I'm trying to think about it too much. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> exciting. We, we know that it is. We, mm. We've got the Black Widow film coming up, which yep. is going to be interesting now. Uh, we've got the TV shows, which will be fun. We have Sam Cap, obviously. Yeah. So let's uh, let's put him in there. Bucky still. Yeah. That um, um. Yeah. Sorry, Black Widow's death really threw me a bit because I kept on just thinking, hang on, isn't there like a movie coming out? Um, yeah. So and, uh, it'll yeah, be interesting. But so same with One Division. Yeah. True. Yeah. Because Vision shows. Vision never came back. Oh, he's yeah, on the on the scrap heap. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, okay. Well, I guess we'll. Yeah, I guess I'll have to say it's really. I mean, Feige also said that they're not going to do anything like this again. It's going to be all kind of standalone. Um, yeah, I think it. I think it makes. Yeah, yeah. With with um, it being kind of Ragnarok esque, I think with with um, cameos, I think that would still work. Um, but you wouldn't because you know the one of the big things with Marvel is this continuity of this tying in. So yeah. they're still going to have to maintain it somehow. Um, but if they aren't, oh, doing... I think they could still do that, but just without without a big any, culmination you know, like... thing at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, yeah. Go go see. I'm sure it's in the cinemas. For... Oh my gosh! Also, as well, the news about it cracking over <laughs> one billion <laughs> over maybe, a week. Maybe. That's crazy. Yeah. It's going to be an Avatar for sure. Keep that going. I hope but... it does. I hope it does. God, I hope it does. And it's like nothing against Avatar, but everything against Avatar. <laughs> um, I've never seen it, know. so it's. Uh, I saw it. I mean, mm-hmm. like like everyone went to see it because of the three D and yeah. like the three. Look, there's there's a lot of good things about Avatar. Mm-hmm. I'm really not going to dump on it, um, but it is a pretty basic story. Yeah. Um, it's just a well done basic story. And it got the box office it got because 
it was it had like a re-release in the same period, didn't it, or something like that? They right. boosted it or something like mm-hmm. that. So, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, like it's 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 a record that's still going to be tough to break. There's a lot of people still saying that Endgame won't get there, um, yeah. but it'll take every other record, and you know, mm. yeah, it's, it amazes me. Like the stuff of like Avatar and Titanic and all that still are like way up there. You know, with the amount of you know, money that you see shifting for some of these big tentpole movies. It's amazing how they can't be caught. But um, I reckon if any film could, it'd have to be Endgame. I mean, that's like over a decade in the making. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll have to see. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, so, yep, still in the cinemas. Oh, I'm hoping to catch it again in some capacity. Connor, you've seen it more than once. I have seen it twice now. Yes, twice. Rebecca, how many? How many times for you? Three times. Oh my god! Excellent. <laughs> Got to catch. It. How was it the third time? I really enjoyed it, but I was yeah, also yeah. the most awake I'd be. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I saw it in three third time, so I that. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, three D. Oh yeah. Was it good? Three D. It was good. It was quite subtle. It was like not okay. intrusive, face, which I kind of like that. Not not like, oh, look what we can do with 3D, like blatant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh, fair enough. Uh, all right, well, yeah, that was uh, that was it for our end, end game, I guess, discussion. Just moving on to, uh, oh, I guess, what, reading recommendations, what everyone's been reading. Um, Connor, how, how you always read a lot. <laughs> what you, what's, on, what's been on your plate lately? I've my going read a lot. God. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been, um, yeah, I actually haven't read a lot of this week's comics, but I've mm-hmm. read some of uh, next week's comics, which may coincide with what's coming up uh, when this podcast is released. Um, <laughs> so, you know, okay, it's, okay. No, it's, it's a pretty good time for comics, a lot of really good stuff yeah. coming out. I just want to give a shout out to Fallen World coming out from uh, Ooh, Valley, yeah. part of the 4000 AD saga, mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts of a... Uh, that bloody what do you call it? Valiant Universe. Yes. Um Ascender, yeah. Jeff Lemire's sequel to Descender is great. Ooh, it's, Ascender. And it's um sci fi and I love those things together. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lovely. I, uh, yeah. Uh bloody new uh, new Black Widow series as well. I really like that. that I I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, I've heard so many good things. You tell me such good things about it. I've I've heard elsewhere that is really good and yeah, got to check it out. Uh, Rebecca, have you been reading it or um, did you? Uh, no, uh, no, okay. But I want to. So. Yeah, am I good? Laviano, Soska sisters, love all, right. all their works before. Yeah, yeah, no, it looks good. I've only seen the covers, but I know that the art inside's different. So, yeah. Anywho, uh, yeah, Rebecca, any any good tasty morsels of of comics lately? Uh, I haven't read much. Go to the cinema a lot. Uh, Fearscape, finished. Oh yes. Uh, oh, what what was that from? The greatest vault. Uh-huh. Um, you have to be able to put up with pretentious bullshit, but I did an English like English lit degree, so pretentious bullshit is my it's thing. The best oh, pretentious bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best. It takes the piss out of comic readers. It's uh, takes the piss out of creative creativity. Uh-huh. Um. It it's really really clever and it's really good and uh, it's uh, the mini it's a mini series so it's done now five issues uh, the trade will be great mm. um, that was a lot of fun and then I've just been sort of dipping in and out uh, Winter Soldier was another good mini series that one just uh, finished what, that the Rod Reyes one ago. yeah okay yeah the Rod Reyes um, uh-huh. Kyle Higgins I'm trying to think if I read anything else this week I really loved and. Probably not. No. Um, but I didn't hate anything either. I just haven't. I mean, I re- oh, obviously Marvel Comics presents. Let's. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Before yeah. I say, I haven't read anything. Um, yeah, I have. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Read. Uh, no, actually, not much. No. Else. Okay. No, I've got to do a big catch up. I, I want to read the new Thanos. Oh, oh yes, um, yeah, that would be good. And that's it. Yeah, next week is uh, one, there's a few things I want to pick up next week. So yeah, yeah. I um, 
I finally got all, I'm all caught up as in having them with me, like physically having them. Uh, still got to read them all. So I mm. uh, still have a whole pile. But I, so I'm going back a few weeks. But one of the picks I would have to say is um, Amazing Spider-Man, the dot hu um they've got um these one shots about particular oh yeah yeah, yeah. Hunted. yes yeah. about for the hunted thing and i read the gibbon one um i don't know if you've oh, heard right. or i haven't i meant to read them but there was, i can't deal with weekly comics and i know th- this is me out. yeah amazing spider-man one. it's so it's they're just churning it out but the gibbon story one shot is really really nice it's um well, nice as in it's quite sad, actually, um, but uh, told really well by Nick Spencer. Um, it, it's, it basically just profiles the Gibbon, and he's, he's basically a really hapless criminal who wanted to do good, but he'd, he's been taunted and bullied all his life. And, yeah, anyway, it's uh, it's very well told. So that's a, a massive standout for me as well. Uh, apart from that, Pluto, Connor, the... Uh, the really? uh, thing I've read that's really cool. Um, I just love how it ties into the Astro Boy, um, strongest robot in the world, um, episodes there. So that's um, yeah, that's been that's been keeping me busy. Uh, cool. Yeah, but all the weeklies. Yeah, I mean, oh, of course, Marvel Comics presents. We'll get to that as well. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry. Um, look, why don't we? Um, Oh, look, finally, I put it in here as well, just to throw it out there. I thought might as well. Anyone have, um, apart, because we, we were talking about Endgame just then, uh, any any recommendations for films that you've seen or uh, TV that you're watching at the moment? Um, I've been watching a lot of very British films. Yeah? Not really, because I don't know if they'll come TV. out anywhere else. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, oh, there was that one that you I know that you posted, and I asked what that was, and you said it's like a a low budget British thing or something. That yeah, we, okay. we just had two two in in quick succession. I would see Red Joan and Wild Rose. They're both uh, Wild Rose Wild is great. Rose. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I don't know if they'll they'll make to wider distribution. So. Yeah, okay. I can't wait to see none of these into Woomera, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just you know, like, yeah, yeah. like any any time they're sort of British, not indie films, but kind of like you know, yeah. low budget. You yeah. kind of know that they're probably not going to make it. They're just like I wish they did yeah. though. I love those films. Well, good, yeah, yeah, I mean, like Wild Rose is kind of like La La Land, but with a Scottish ex-jail single mother who wants to be a country singer in Nashville. Yeah. Also. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, like and uh, Red Jones about a woman who uh was arrested in her eighties for being a spy for Russia during the war. Oh. Okay, cool. Intriguing. Yeah, so pretty yeah. cool. And um Connor, yourself, any film or T V recommendations? Um... I haven't seen much in the way of films, but I watched all of Fleabag. Um, that oh, was what's just that? the best. Is that a... uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, um, she played, uh, was it L337? Yeah. Right. Solo. In, uh, Solo. Oh, I haven't seen that either. The bot. Okay. Oh, she okay. played the bot. Right. Yeah, it was just incredible series. Is just, I laughed, I cried. It was just so good. She also wrote Killing Eve, which you might have heard. I've heard of that. Little, yes, little British, yes. little British show called Killing Eve. And I'm also <laughs> yeah. watching that because the second season, and that's you know that's the best thing coming out every week. But Barry's also good. I watched all of Dairy Girls as well. That's very. Funny. Funny. You really are ODing on British stuff. <laughs> I feel like I've caught up with everything America's doing at the moment. I got I got to spread my borders. Ah, I love it. Are they are they on streaming like Netflix or Stan or something or? Or, uh, no, or would you rather not Fleabag's answer that? on okay. Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. um, Dairy Girls is on Netflix. And Killing Eve... Uh, is around. Yeah, yeah. BBC yeah. has it. Um, yeah. SBS On Demand has the first season, oh, okay. I believe. For, uh, for Aussies, uh, Aussie loonies out there. Okay, cool. Nice. I am... Um, uh, not much other than I've been up to date with Cloak and Dagger. I watched that. I think that's Oh, cool. right. Yeah, it's up to episode five now, I think. Um, yeah, really good. I mean, it, it's um, it's quite entertaining. I, I can't really fault it for um, what it wants to do. It does, does quite well. Uh, catching up on Runaways as well, season two, uh, because I know that there's... How are you finding season two? 
yeah, I I was actually yeah I'm actually enjoying it. Um, again, it's I've I've kind of adjusted my mindset to um, to this particular type of show. So it's kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, you know, I'm not comparing it to uh, any Netflix shows or any other shows like um, that I watch at the moment, like Umbrella Academy or, you know, it, it's it's just, it is what it is. It's a fun kind of family entertainment thing. Uh, no. Uh, are you watching it as well? Uh, yeah, I watched it. I, I thought it was a bit, I, I like some of it, but I, I just wish there was less about the parent. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, true. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of drama between all the characters. So, I mean, that's, that's a little fun. Um, and the whole reason as well is that, because there's got to be a crossover between them and Cloak and Dagger. Uh, there's been speculation. I hope so. Yeah, well, there's been speculation. I think they, Runaway said that they are going to be actively expanding or um, making more of a stamp or something in the Marvel Universe. Uh, so people are thinking, okay, well... Obviously, they're going to have guest appearances or crossovers, so that will be pretty fun. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I've, uh, I'm watching an old series called Kim's Convenience. It's uh, um, set in Canada about a Korean um, family. It's a comedy. Mm. It's pretty funny. Uh, so uh, that's a high, high recommend. Uh, Eve and I, we're, we're kind of burning through that at the moment. So yeah, um, yeah. So a little, little bit of everything there for you, loonies. But uh, fear not, we uh, we are going to be back on track now with our white noise, our, our new segments, uh, all on Moon Knight for you. Uh, and basically, mm, I guess we can distill these into basically the two bits of news, um, basically. And uh, the big one, which had been posted up in our group, was the Mezco Toys. Uh, yeah, up for pre-order for mm. US um, customers only, I believe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they work. If it's uh, just US only, or it's not Australia. So I don't know, Rebecca, if over there in uh, in the UK, I Europe, haven't looked. You haven't looked. Honest. Nah. Okay, but it's still a very a very handsome figure um, worth getting. It's, oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's really nice. Well, all the Mezco toys are. I had a look at all the other ones, and they have a. A Daredevil one, um, based on the Netflix yeah, they show. do nice stuff. Beautiful. Um, so anyway, so very, a bit more information, uh, a lot more um, flashy photos there of the the toy up for pre order. Uh, so that's been banding about on the internet. Um, there's also an article on Geek Beat number eighteen um, for anyone interested in the Mezco toy. A bit of a had a bit of a quick read. It's a bit of a summary of the history of Moon Knight. Um, nothing that we loonies don't know already. Uh, and the next bit of news, and we can tie this into our Mooney missives, as well as uh, Rebecca and Connor, your thoughts on uh, Marvel Comics Presents number four. Uh, there are a couple of uh, articles that review it. Uh, truth be told, I haven't read these articles. Uh, one from <laughs> Flickering Myth and one from AIPT Comics. Uh, they've released it. Um, loonies will know that last week, uh, myself and Wayne from King's Comics, we did our little review of um, the Moon Knight story there, Book of Dreams. Uh, we've got some more feedback from some loonies, but before we get into that, uh, we wanted to know your thoughts on it. Um, Connor, your, uh, did you enjoy it? Um, I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief. Yep. I didn't read it. No, oh. <laughs> <Totally forgot. laughs> I was uh, I was uh, stealing myself. I thought you were going to say you, you, you hated it or something. Oh yeah, wow! I um, what I was yeah, I was going to read it tonight. Um, I was going to read it the other night, but then I saw Endgame again. So yeah, I just oh, never got man. around to it. Uh, yeah. I've only heard good things. I've loved what I've seen at it, but I got yep, I have not. Okay, jumped in yet? Oh no, no, no worries. Um, it's a, it's a shorty. Uh, but yeah, be keen to hear your thoughts on it, uh, Rebecca. Um, what did you make of it? Um, I really liked it. it. Yeah, you liked good. it. I mean, I, there's, I, I think it's hard not to like. Yeah. Um, it was very stylish. The art was lovely. Mm. Um, it was very dreamlike. Yes. It had a nice voice to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I really liked it. I would like to see more about it. Yes, that that's one of the big things I guess Wayne and I were discussing. Um, you know, knowing full well it's a ten pager, just that like, it, yeah, it really needed more, um, and it would be good to see more from Percy and Ferreira. Um, yeah, so... I love Percy anyway, so um, mm. 
and uh, I love what he's done with the Wolverine podcast and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Have you been listening um, to the that the new one? Yeah. Is it, yeah, okay. I'm waiting for it to be free. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Cool. Cool. Um, Gander, and uh, no, I mean I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, it's like it's think, hard because it's so short. I think it's going to be a while before we get a, a midnight story that's stylistic, and it was very stylistic, which mm. I liked, and that's what ten pages the story can do very well. Um, yeah. So I thought it, it suited the shortness, but I would obviously like to see more mm. in that vein. So, yeah, yeah, I, good. yeah, we we talked about the art as well, and and I um I really loved. I was thinking it was the first three pages. It was a really different style to it, and then it changes style. Um, Wayne said it, it, it changed it a couple of times. Um, in the course of those ten pages, I would have loved to have seen it just done like the first three pages all throughout because i I love Mm -hmm. that kind of style it's very different it's not you don't see that kind of style in comics that often um especially in marvel so yeah that would have been that would have been good and that fight scene the splash page was just um really really good there so uh and a lot of nods to the previous moon knight runs so uh okay okay well we do have uh some more feedback we we um read out i think one one bit of feedback last week uh, we've got a few more here. There are three here. Um, neat, works neatly. Uh, shall we take one each? Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Um, Connor, do you want to take the first one? Yes, yeah, it's from James Young. He says, overall, I enjoyed it. The fact the story was limited to 10 pages was the only downside of this. If it could have, and it certainly should have, been allowed perhaps two more parts in the next two issues, MCP, I think this truly would have flourished. I absolutely mm. love the tribute to Ellis and Shelby's MK as I picked up on the Scarlet and Sleep el- <coughs> element straight away. I'm hoping that the intention of this spotlight was to test the waters for the next volume of Mooney. I'd love to see what Benjamin and, and Juan could do. Harkening back to the less convoluted rating system, <laughs> I give this one 3.7 cr- five crescent darts out of five. Come on, James. you got to use the patented convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but thank you for the feedback there. I totally agree with you. Um, it would be. Inter- I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to think of this as testing the waters. Uh, and from the sounds of it, it seems to be very positive. So, um, as we've mentioned, love to have Percy and Ferreira uh, back in the saddle for a series down the track. But you know, we can only hope. Um, Rebecca, we have a, the other one from uh, from our group from Chad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he says, I felt like Mark's spotlight was a one-inch punch. While short, the excerpt proved to illustrate the gloomy cerebral side of Moon Knight, threw our Avenger through a short gauntlet in the vein of longer rays and baited a few hooks into the mythological and mental schisms that we're keen on. I also felt that this truth demon in Wolverine's spotlight may also yield ammunition in the night atmosphere for obvious reasons. The art was phenomenal, and the narrative was sharp and silk. Blue Moon. Way blue moon. Ooh. All right, Chad, he's, he's certainly taking out the big guns. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting as well. Um, Rebecca, I'm assuming you'd read the other stories as well in the issue? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I only read them after um, <laughs> we recorded last week. Uh, yeah, the Wolverine one, I can see that. The Truth Demon somehow tying into the bodiless, maybe, the Dream Demon. Yeah, it'd um, be interesting because it's like a 12-part thing, the so mm. that one might actually tie up by the end of the run, but who yeah. knows? Yeah, and actually, I liked the um, Wayne mentioned it last week. I hadn't read it. Uh, it was a Spider-Man one. I really liked that one. Actually, it was it was uh, cute. Yeah, and it was based on uh, all revolving around the premiere of Star Wars. Uh, I thought, yeah, I, yeah, I it was really good. Yeah, it's just um, nice little, nice little story. Very tight. Um, but yeah, no, thank you, thank you, Chad. Uh, and finally, yeah, not often we get a comment from our YouTube um, page, and this is from uh, user Sister Mercy. Um, they say, I thought this story was amazing. Even though they used the more modern Mr. Knight persona, it still had the same feel as the classic Moon Knight one-shots from the Hulk magazines way back in the day. The final few panels were great, pulling the plug. Oh man, I love this so much. Better than anything in the Bemis run. I'll even be in the minority and say I like this better than the Lemire stuff. Uh, it also felt a lot like the Ellis run. Uh, this was a 5 out of 5 for me. First 5 out of 5 since the Ellis run. 
Thank you, Sister Mercy. Wow, those are um, powerful, powerful statements there. Uh, look, of course, everyone's you know tastes are different. That's that's awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, so a big fan of the Ellis Run. Uh, no surprises here that uh, Sister Mercy enjoyed this one, which obviously you know harkens a lot to to the Ellis Run. So, uh, so thank you, Loonies, for that. Um, yeah, Marvel Comics Presents number four, still available out there. Um, get it while it's hot. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, keep those comments coming in. Alrighty, well, uh, let's just take a, a little short break right now. We'll uh, just throw to a, a quick message. And when we be right, when we'll be back, we'll talk about our Lunapic review, the um, the modern run, uh, and this was actually a listener request from from James Young. So, catch you back here soon. Hi, this is Dave, and I'm Stu, and we're from the Signal of Doom. We're proud members of the collective, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, Lunar listeners, to part two of episode 96, where we are covering Moon Knight, volume five, issue 13, The Uses of Restraint. Fantastic. Uh, Yes, released December 2007, uh, written by Charlie Houston, arts, um, pencils and inks, sorry, Tommy Coker. Uh, colorist Tom Coker. So oh, Tom, sorry. <laughs> I even Col- changed it in the file so you wouldn't say that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's... Anyway, uh, colorist Dean White, letterer Joe Caramagna, and editor in chief. I um, I've got the book in here. I should have had a look at the editor, but that's uh, Joe Casada. Uh, so anyway, it's Axel Axel Alonso, Axel the editor. Ah, yeah. Our old friend mm. Axi. Okay, Axie. well. <laughs> You just love throwing Y's on the ends of names at this point, don't you? <laughs> you know, and we're Aussie, all right? Everything is just... I'd like to say a... that Tom Coker and Joe Caramagna are two of the nicest people I've ever met at cons. Ooh, okay. Right. Awesome. But hey, so a random. Yeah, no, that's great. It's, uh, I'm interested in Tom's, Tom's stuff because uh, I checked out a lot of his, his other stuff. Really, really nice art. Um, Black Monday Murders. Mm, right, lovely. Yeah, and uh, he did uh, Daredevil Noir, I believe. Yeah, right. That's where I saw it. Yep, yep. Daredevil yeah. Noir is the one that I um, yeah, that I cited. Uh, anyway, this issue, issue thirteen, is available on Comixology, Kindle, Marvel Unlimited. Uh, it's available as a single issue. It's uh, in a soft um, cover trade paperback. Is what I'm reading uh, it on now tonight. Uh, as well as it's in a hardcover version of that trade paperback as well. Both of those are pretty hard to find, I think, out of print now. Um, so best bet is Marvel Unlimited if you haven't read it. <clears throat> anyway, as usual, loonies, it's been a while, but we uh, usually start with a sliver, so a small synopsis to summarise the issue, and then I guess we'll just dive into it, uh, just talk about what we liked, what we didn't, and we end off with our patented convoluted moon rating system. Uh, you'll pick it up along the way. Anyway, sliver time. Um, Connor, would would you like to do this? Yeah, sure. Cool. It is the goddamn civil baby. It's the it's the superhero registration act, and Iron Man comes to Moon Knight and he's like, "Hey, you got to do this." And so this issue is mostly him dealing with his role as a vigilante and being interviewed uh, to get his sort of card to continue being a vigilante. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's, um, yep, quite well told. And so, uh, I'm assuming, Rebecca, this would have been cool. Yeah, Iron Man at the beginning. Nice little... Well, yeah, albeit, nice. I always like to say. Yeah. Red Scully Iron Man. Why Red's, not? <laughs> yeah. Goggly-eyed Iron Man. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's talk about the art first. Then with um, with Tom Tom Coker, this is a shift because prior we had um, we had David Finch and we had Miko uh, Suyin, 
uh, on the second second art. Um, what what did you think of this art? I really like it. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like it's uh, very ap- again very atmospheric. It's quite dark. It's mm-hmm. very into noir and stuff like that. Yes. So what? Yeah. He certainly draws Moon Knight um, different enough for it. it. It reminds me a lot of um, of uh, like in the way Alex Maleev does like the realism. Yes, yeah. This yeah. it's kind of like that, but it's, it's just um, much more kind of shadowy version of Alex. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, mm. the inks have a big, big say in this, and and uh, yeah, but um, no, I thought I thought this was. This art was good. It suited this story. This was a nice little. Uh, it can be seen as a one-off, um, you know, standalone story. Um, yeah, Connor, did you did you like the art? Um, I... Yeah, I love um, I love uh, Coker. Uh, his work on Black Monday Murders. It's mm-hmm. a it's a really phenomenal book. I always love when more of that comes out. Yeah, it it totally reminds me of Leave on Daredevil, mm-hmm. and it's yes. uh, yeah, I just. I just really love its grittiness. I love that atmosphere. Uh, I especially love during the end when he kind of just gets around to beating the crap out of some people and the way blood <laughs> used is really yes atmospheric. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, even even with uh, his uh, portrayal of Moon Knight as well, I'm looking at that, that kind of blood-soaked page. I'm assuming you're talking about there, Connor. And uh, he draws a, a very cool, very, um, I don't know, what do you call it? Um, brooding, mysterious Moon Knight. I like it how the the hood is not consistently just, you know, heroically poised. Uh, it kind of mm-hmm. flops down on his head and face. Uh, it kind of makes him look more spectral, um, more like a, more really like a ghost, uh, mm-hmm. rather than the more comic comic booky kind of hood that you see on on um, Taskmaster stuff like that. Um, Hobgold, Hobgoblin. Uh, but um, look, I'm gonna. I'll jump into the one of my favourite bits of this, which is, uh, I guess, it's the main bit, is the psychological assessment he has um, with the uh, the doctor. I'm just trying to see his name. I can always Mac. Was it? Is it? Yeah. Is it Mac? Uh, oh, Deptford, Doctor Deptford. Yep. Um, Yes. Anyway, just I love the portrayal of Mark's um, personalities, identities here, uh, and I think coupled with the art, it was it gave off a really um, scary vibe to it. Um, like you can actually see in his facial expressions him changing character. Um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's very cleverly done. Mm. Yep. And even added to that layer as well is a little uh, ruse that they put. Yeah. Um, on him um, with Mark actually working with the the profile on this one, which is mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that was yeah that was a that was a good one. <laughs> um, yeah. Any any other any other big points here, Rebecca Connor, that you, you enjoyed about this issue? Um, I was, I think I think just. Going through Moon Knight, I think whenever you get an issue, Detective Flint. Ah, yes. Whenever it's that, it's a good issue. I love Flint, and he's just, he's such a good, you know, bouncing point for Moon Knight and the way Street Level works. So easily tied to the police at this point. Mm. Just kick off with him. It's just so good. I love, and you know, it's just a lot of people come together. I love the profile. Easily some of the best parts of, you know, an already pretty remarkable run at this point, the 2006 run. Yeah. It's just used such great effect. Their dynamic is, you know, it's just so bleak, and this is such a bleak issue, but it's it really works, bleak. you know, what's happening in the Marvel Universe. I think, it, yeah, I think it's a really interesting reflection of the, the initiative. Like, when you think of some of the books that came out of it, mm-hmm. and then you have this one where, like, they don't want to pass him, and then he pulls off this whole thing, and then he, you know, like, and uh, it, it kind of shows a really interesting side to Moon Knight and to what Mark's able to to pull off. Yeah, and uh, sort of getting the registration and and going ahead with it all um, in the sort of wider context of what's going on in Marvel. 
well, everyone's a little bit more chipper and cheerful yeah. and but still also recovering from this horrific of all. Mm. Yeah. It kind of just emphasizes the fact that he's, he's an outsider as well. Um, yeah, which very is... much. And that people don't trust him and, yeah. you know, like, you know. Like he's, yeah, like the whole thing about him and the Avengers or, you know, him as a registered hero um they don't even really yeah they're not they're still unsure about him um which rightly so i mean this is a a quite a bloody well i say that as well but a lot of the blood can be brought to um marlene she has a good go as well with some keys (laughs) so so this is very grisly oh actually that was it with the detective flint um connor what um he's not used enough i think as well i agree I, i really love um detective flint um but we see here the the branding that uh, uh, Moon Knight does on the victims, mm. and again, the multiple brandings on some of them. Yeah, some mm. repeat offenders, naughty, naughty. Yeah, um, creepy as hell. Yeah, yeah. So again, uh, this coupled with not that long ago, uh, Moon Knight ripping or cutting the face off Bushman, uh, really mm-hmm. does uh, again emphasise just what a how dark this guy goes. So. Um, Kind of very different from, kind of same but not like with the Punisher. I mean, I mean um, if anything, I think he's probably, I don't know, probably a step further because he's, I don't know, he's not just killing them. Um, well, he's not killing them. I mean, I guess that's a terrible thing, right, to kill someone. But um, he's doing terrible, terrible things to to criminals. So, um, yeah. I think uh, another point, just with Rebecca talking about, you know, the way we view the Civil War, it's such a, it's such a almost crippling look at a, you know, uh, that vigilantism, mm. not just that, you know, he can get through this easily, but just how a system like that can so easily fail, and then how vigilantism works itself with Marx, you know, really brutal acts. Yep. And I, it, and I think that, you know, and that's just another thing about why I think uh, Coker was brought into onto this issue specifically i think he just has such a handle on just like this is obviously a terrible time for everyone in mark's life in the superhero community crime in general just people on the street and you just get every facet of that just you know represented so you know so like full on it's almost like they're in the dc world but i feel like saying it though but it's much more. It has the art. Sometimes has gives you that kind of sense of brooding cities that we don't often get in Marvel mm. consistently. Um, the only Hell's Kitchen is the only thing I can think of. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, true. And yeah, I think that's another thing as well. This is so bleak, but it just didn't feel. It was definitely meant to be oppressive. Um, with its bleakness, but I didn't walk away from it feeling like unnecessary. No, I don't. No. I think it used. No, I think I think the the psycho the sort of the the um the session where he's like ends up with the guy on his knees bowing to Konshu and then him saying, "Yeah, I was just just faking them all." Um, gives it a certain lightness to it because if that had been real, that would in a way be. But you know, you're never really sure. Is it? Is it not? Mark thinks, you know, are, are they taking out, you know, like it's, there's a lot of interesting kind of interplay there. I think that's in, it works on a few different levels, mm. which I guess is why it's standout um, yeah, issue. It, yeah, that is a good point about that, um, that reveal, I guess, towards the end with Mark in cahoots with the profile, because it does, yeah, it does change it, um, that tone a little. Um, but yeah, this, this is certainly very dark. Rebecca, you mentioned, um, you know, well, you'd read a lot of the initiative stuff, right? I'm unfamiliar with... Not for a long time, no, but okay. yeah, I mean, you know. So, so they ran uh, through all these different titles, I'm assuming, and they just showed other people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They should, cause what, what they do is they set up this sort of register, you get mm. a sign, you get training, how to use your powers. There's a lot of interesting things come out from but um, you know, okay, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds actually pretty. I'd like to actually see, um, yeah, in different titles how how it's handled, like people wanting to get themselves registered. A lot of it is it goes the other way, right? I guess the stories of people yeah. veering away. Yeah, 
Okay. I think the initiative is mostly do sign up. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. they're certainly okay. the ones I read, you know, sort uh-huh. of coming out of it. But it's been a long time since I've read them. Yeah. And I barely remembered this one, honestly. Mm. And I knew he was part of the initiative. And I've seen the covers a million times. I've got, I've got some of them downstairs. So, like, um, yeah. yeah, it was just interesting. Were there many... I mean, I know it's been a long time and stuff, but like, I'm just... Compared to this one with Moon Knight... Were there many reluctant um, memberships, you know? Well, you know. I don't think anyone... I mean, like, anyone who was on the other side in Civil War was going to be a reluctant sign-up. Yeah, right. So, um... Oh, no, I mean, as yeah. in... not um, As in the initiative reluctantly... Like, say, they reluctantly signed... Oh, Mark, I don't Mark. remember. Oh, okay, all. yeah. Yeah, because uh, I mean, again, that would define Moon Knight over any other, a lot of the any other ones. It'd be interesting to see. And, and yeah, I mean, he clearly is. Yeah, quite different than the others. Like you know, whether people sort of trust him and his mental. Yeah. Yeah, they're very. Um... And of course, we get um, popping popping up Conchu in the guise of at the very beginning, a defaced Bushman dressed as Iron Man. Um, popping up to haunt Mark or Moon Knight, and he pops up a couple of times. I really like that panel. There's a couple of panels um, later on where he's in that evaluation room, and you see Bushman uh, through the uh, the window, um, and it, that was I yeah. thought a little bit of a light moment because although he's kind of a, you know got a demonic look, just him peering through, just having a little smile through the mirror, the window, that was pretty. Um, pretty cool yeah yeah um so this was uh this was rick balls actually one of his isla ra books um and i tell you this was close to i was considering this when i was doing a list as well uh this would have to be one of my favorite um midnight issues um i think is it i guess it just works really well just by itself um and uh it has a real it really does show the albeit it was fake at the end the multiple uh, the, the different identities of moon knight um mm-hmm. on show during that assessment um yeah i i really yeah i really enjoyed this um uh, any any other thoughts on this before we no, might... I think we covered it i just yeah, yeah i just um I think this works really well in the run, uh, like just in general, because it's and it's actually probably the most we've seen of Marlene and Frenchie at this point since the beginning. Oh yeah, and I just oh, since the bottom, yeah. I feel like they're they're dealt with really well that how they're living their life and how you know once again we're looking at Mark's psychology and they're such a good bouncing bouncing point again mm-hmm. of what Mark had effect on them, Mark's effect on them. Yeah. Which is also just as much how Mark destroys himself, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking through this uh, this trade that I have, and actually this issue 13 uh, kind of caps it off. There's there's an annual after it, but, um, you know, kind of annuals are always slightly separated from the main issues of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it, it does really round out a nice, um, a nice arc there for Mark. Um, as well. Uh, okay, well, ratings. Shall we get into it? Um, Rebecca, what, what would you um, what would you give this? Whatever seven equates to. Ah, seven. Let me let me look that up for you. I'm not learning your rating. <laughs> That's a good waning gibbous. Okay, waning Hi, gibbous. Waning gibbous, Rebecca. Thank you very much. A seven out of ten, which is a pretty decent score. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, Connishu. How about you? I would give it um, the, uh, a waxing give us on the eight side of things. Oh, um, yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't, you know, yeah. there's a good place for issues like this. If I had to read issues like this, ways, I would get so sick of them. But this is, you know, a, a really good issue tonight um, with, I think that's really sold by how good Coca's art is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I would um, be leaning more towards your marking, kind of, but uh, the more higher end for the waxing gibbous, I, I'd, I'd say um, eight and a half to nine. 
uh, yeah, I really, really did enjoy this. Um, the art is, yeah, I do, I do love this, this sort of art. Uh, I love a lot, a lot of different sorts of art, but this um, really works for this story and uh, and for Houston's writing as well, uh, and just the way that Houston handles the characters, like not only uh, Moon Knight, but of course um, the incidental characters like uh, like Conchu and the profile and, and Detective Flint, uh, and as you say as well, uh, Marlene and Frenchie in here as well. Um, and Iron Man. <laughs> and Iron Man, yeah, well, yeah, Iron Man, uh, yes, albeit, uh, yeah, not a nice, yeah, um, beautiful sp- uh, splash page as well, which is not long into it. The third page, uh, I think yep. it's quite iconic now of, of uh, Midnight just diving off the rooftop, um, uh, and again, yeah, for me, it's a different look of Midnight. It, it just gives a slightly more like realistic and how the costume would fall on him. Um, and yeah, so and that actually gives him to me a more of a, a scarier look. Um, yeah, so yeah, all right. Well, there you go, uh, Loonies. Um, that would be twenty-four eight. Uh, average of about eight, eight out of ten. There you go. A very go eight. Very de- decent, decent score there. Uh, right. Well, I mean, I think that kind of wraps us up for for this show. Uh, thank you so much, Rebecca, for thank you. It's really lovely to talk to you guys. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a while. Um, yeah, yeah, but hopefully we can get you on. Uh, we are fast hurtling towards our episode one hundred. Oh my god! Yes, have to be on this show. Uh, oh god, 100. we are yeah. too. <laughs> big things happening. Big things moving and a shaking there. So uh, yeah, we've got to come up with something something there that'll be fun. Uh, I don't know if you guys are up for a, another radio playish. Intro or something. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, we should definitely do something. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah no. So thank you so much for joining, uh, Connishu. Always, always great to to have a chat with you. Good, good to hear that um, things are going well. Keeping busy, staying off the streets. You know. So, <laughs> so, that's how we like it. <laughs> um, look, no, uh, no particular spectacles out uh, for this episode, but next phase. Uh, so our episode 97 getting closer and closer it will be a waxing crescent and it is again another lunar pick review but it will be a classic run so we haven't done one of them in a while uh, and we'll be looking at moon Knight volume one issue five which is ghost story um i believe this is probably the first uh issue of the volume two uh, shadows of the moon of the moon Knight epic collection so uh that's a, a highly recommended collection of moon Knight if you haven't got um Many Moon Knight comics, try to look up that, so that's good. And uh, we'll have a special guest as well, Adam Barnhart from the Marvel News Desk podcast. He'll be coming on. Uh, he got in contact with me. He's a keen Moon Knight fan. So why not? Ooh. Let's have a chat Hell yeah. about Moon Knight and let's talk about a Doug Mensch, Sienkiewicz issue. They're always fun to talk about. Anyway. Yes. Um, finally, Connor, sorry, where can um, our fair loonies find us? Where can they find us? They can find us at our website, intothenightpodcast.wordpress.com. We are facebook.com slash itkmoonite. We are facebook.com slash group slash itkmoonite. For all our great fans, all the people uh, like Chad, we kind, all, all the good people in there join there. It's just a fantastic community constantly going off. That's where we first saw the news. Before any of us could even get to it about the Mezco figures, they're on it. Yes. With Twitter, at ITK Moon Knight, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Podcast Catchers, iTunes. If you'd like to give us a rating on there, we'd love that too. That's where we are. Excellent. And uh, finally, uh, iTunes ratings, if you could um, possibly leave a review, uh, let us know how we can improve the show. Um, we're always up for, for changing things up. Um, or if you're quite happy with what you hear, that would really help us uh, reach more Moon Knight fans out there. Um, so it would be very much appreciated. Anyway, um, that pretty much... Oh, of course, as podcast catches, we're, we're out there. Just look us up. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, that wraps up this episode. Uh, as mentioned, thank you so much, James Young. Uh, listener request. Uh, it was fun to go through this issue again. I'll put in the show notes as well. Um, Rick Balls, uh, Isla Ra, um, 
episode, which I believe is that we're not Jenna's sons. Uh, we go through, uh, I think we go through a panel by panel of this um, this issue. So there's more goodness for this issue if uh, if you want to hear more of it. Anyway, with that being said, may Conchi watch over the denizens of the night. See you later. Bye. Bye. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.